Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Welcome to episode 26 of Comic Book Nation, the official podcast of comicbook.com, or as I'm going to be calling this one, the beginning of phase four. That's right, we are here, and we have reunited the Comic Book Nation trinity. It is me, (laughs) Matthew Aguilar, Brandon Davis, and this is the start of a new universe because we have all seen Avengers Endgame, and we are here to just do one thing and one thing only, We are going to review Endgame, talk spoilers, and talk about what this movie does to set us up for the next phase of Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. That's it. So, obviously, if you haven't seen Avengers Endgame, please stop listening (laughs) slash watching right now unless you are ready to jump into full spoilers because that is where we are headed. Guys, are you ready to do this? I'm ready. Ready. All right. Well, let's get into it. I think we're going to talk and just kind of start with giving our impressions of the movie overall and, you know, in full spoiler mode if you want, but then we'll get into some of the deeper points of the movie because there is so much to talk about, so much to unpack, and we're going to get to it. And I thought we'd start with you, Mr. Brandon Davis, since you wrote our official comicbook.com Avengers Endgame review, and you are like the only one up here who's actually seen the film twice. Uh, all of us, <laughs> me, Matt, producer Jim Viscardi, we're all just kind of coming off what minimal sleep we got. I'm still after. coming off that high. I'm just yeah, like, give me yeah. We're, we've all just like seen this movie and they're just <laughs> rolling in here. But you, Brandon Davis, you went to the Avengers Endgame premiere. You've seen it. You went last night. You saw it in IMAX. So you have this kind of double perspective. Take us through your review and what you think about the movie. It's okay. <laughs> man that movie is just unbelievably Look, don't good. like luke lightsaber oh this my whole thing gosh yeah well whatever nah man it, like s- start to finish i think it's just i liked it so much more the second time i felt like the first time i watched it in the first 45 minutes i sat there and i thought oof i kind of hope this gets better but then that's because i was so i was too busy trying to figure out what's going to happen and like looking forward to the big fights that I'm waiting for and all this stuff. The second time I watched it, I appreciated those first 45 minutes so much more because the setup was actually very interesting. All of that, they had to, the, the tracking down Ronin, getting Scott Lang out of the quantum realm. I mean, it's kind of cheap that a, a rat stepped on a button and let Scott Lang out of the quantum realm, and <laughs> that ended up saving everybody. But um, like just the Tony and uh, Cap relationship, I didn't expect it to be so hostile at first. That was great to see. It was very unexpected. And then it became kind of, you know, the the backbone of the film. And just as a fan, I mean, the movie as it's the movie itself is incredible. It's the most entertaining thing I've ever seen, I think. I don't I can't I can't think of anything like it. It took everything you like from other movies and and made it work in one. But speaking of taking things from other movies, if you're a fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe like we are, I mean, I'm a huge MCU fan. It's no secret. I love these movies. Mm-hmm. There are so, 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 so many just payoffs and tributes and, and little homage, like just things like as small, like when, when Iron Man jumps out of Avengers Tower in 2012 
after it, we're already just geeked about going back to the Battle of New York, he does the exact same thing when he jumps out of the building like he did in the first Avengers movie when he's waiting for the suit to catch him. And then uh, that that's not a really small one. There's other ones, a, a bigger one, like Thor getting to say goodbye to his mom. And a lot of us hate on the Dark World, but they made it important and they rewarded you for watching it. Because you know... Love, they made me love that movie even more. Yeah, later that day, she dies. So you get that moment of Thor, like Howard, Tony gets the moment with Howard. Thor gets the moment with Frigga. And then, but there's little tiny details like when the Wasp shows up and she's there with Ant-Man and she says, Cap, and she looks at, at Scott Lang and she smiles because she's like, oh, you do call him Cap. Nobody who, doesn't, who hasn't watched Ant-Man and the Wasp gets that, yeah. but you get it because she used to make fun of him for calling him Cap. You know, I, I just think they took everything fans have grown to love about the MCU, everything fans have said they want to see, except for Bucky Steve Rogers canon, and they made it, <laughs> All happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like it, they just did such a good job. They did such a good job. They even they made Joe Russo the first openly gay that character in the great. MCU. I, I was like, all right, we know this. Yeah, that was that was great. It was, that was great. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was just so, and it and it all fit. It all fit. The A four, all the women yeah, in that, that one shot. Like it, I don't know what else somebody could. Parts of what film. else could you want from this movie? I don't know. I'm kind of bad. My boy Thanos got killed twice. <laughs> twice. The disrespect. But like, I don't know what else you could have wanted. I, I had such high expectations, and I think it exceeded them. Uh, yeah, I think uh, jumping in, like, yeah, I think expectations is a good word to kind of pass the ball on because I think that's what you describe and why I wanted to hear you go first is because, like I said, you've seen it twice. Um, for me, I'm still here, and I'm kind of like in the process of just you know, actually processing the film as opposed to my expectations of the film. And yeah, it's so crazy because the film does play in such an unexpected way to what we thought. I mean, we have been swimming in theories for a year now. None of them were right. Yeah, none, say, of almost, them were yeah right. none of them were like, correct. Yeah, there were some were that correct. were close. I, I know someone in the comments section is saying, I said Captain America is going to stay in the past. Yeah, we kind of all yeah, did, all but it all still that. went differently than you thought it would go. Right. Even yeah. though that happened, it still ended, it still ended differently. Up in a way. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I honestly, I'll, I'll, I'll let you finish, Kofi, and then I'll... No, I mean, like, yeah, I got, we have, I did an article betting the odds of who was going to live and who was going to die that was... Who picked know, Black from, Widow? Nobody picks Black Widow I to did. die. I said it was moderate because I thought they could, that she would sacrifice. We actually did say, I did. Uh, uh, she that is, and I tell you what, that's call. probably one of my biggest issues with the movie. Yeah, I, Black I Widow have a big issue with that. Yeah, we're gonna get into some of that stuff too about the issues, but um, just overall, like, yeah, the expectations. The Russo brothers do so. This movie is so packed on a like just a blockbuster movie level with so much spectacle and stuff that you just take it for granted for after a while. Mm -hmm. Like things like just throwing a whole time travel movie into the middle of a movie where it's not <laughs> even like the biggest point yeah. of the movie. It's just a self-contained story in the middle about them going to all these points in the past and doing things. And you get moments like Captain America fighting Captain, Captain America. And America's <laughs> ass. Which looked amazing and like seamless. And you're just like... And you, but it's like such just a moment in this movie that you just don't even appreciate or take in for granted. And like as I was driving in here and like really having it sink in, I'm just thinking about all of the images we saw that were just so amazing and like next level for superhero movies. I mean, the Cap versus Cap fight, just Cap versus Thanos with the sword or the uh, hammer with me going all Ray, Ray, Kylo Ren. Like, yeah, when that hammer started to move the first time I saw it, I sat up. And I said, oh, it's going to cap. And I was like, hope. But I said it like with hope. I didn't know. Yeah. But I was like, that hammer's going to that, cap. Yeah. And that was oh the moment when people in the theater just like. Yeah, people loved it. Did you guys, did you guys have really yeah. good energy in the theater? Oh, uh, yeah. we did. Because, yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. I mean, it was, it, at points, I was kind of like, I didn't want to hear anything. But then I was with the crowd, too. <laughs> like, people were like, get it, cap. Get it. Yeah, it was like watching a sporting event. People were cheering like they were watching a sporting event. I stood and clapped when Cap said Avengers Assemble. I, oh, I, I, oh, yeah. Was, right there. Our audience clapped I was, multiple times. Yeah, we went nuts movie. for yeah, it. Yeah, no. I mean, like, so, yeah. I mean, it's so hard to do it because I have to see this movie again and really let it sink in. But, like, like you said, the power of just taking all of these movies and... You know, in Infinity War, we were talking about it in a different way. It was the novelty of seeing people meet for the first time or hang out. But this movie really pays back everything down to just like the Peggy Carter TV series, if mm -hmm. you watch that. And mm -hmm. I was actually a fan of that. And seeing Hugh Darcy just show up for like a shot as Jarvis 
and still driving like the deep cuts were so deep and, and so just rewarding. So rewarding, like you they said. They were so and rewarding. Like I mean, yeah, there I mean, you are, didn't get well, the Agents of Shield, but that's fine. No, I know. Like yeah. Oh no, <laughs> well. <laughs> well, we just yeah, we pretend just sidestep that whole thing. But, uh, <laughs> I'm kind of surprised that they put Jarvis in because they do totally snub all TV in in the MC in the big screen MCU. They just act like TV doesn't exist. Agent Carter is kind of it's it's become a a- well, cult classic. Agent Carter loved. truly spun from. In M- the MCU one right. shot, but so now the Agent it, Carter events kind of can't have happened, right? I mean, that's that's really that's like the big plot hole question that yeah we can get into, but yeah, it just makes it seem you can't have unless it all happens after. Like I, I don't Captain remember America when there? I don't remember how Agent Carter totally ended, or did it happen all before that? Before he came back. Well, Agent Carter would have happened yet before he came back. So, and yeah. they leave that they don't yeah. answer that question yeah. specifically, no, that, so they don't. The, have the to, only uh, change I was thinking about that with Cap and yeah, that ending, that last shot. I mean, I came on here and said like the first Avenger was like a very meaningful thing for me, like the mm-hmm. ending and him not getting the date. So that last shot, I didn't cry like in the movie. I was proud because I was so prepared that people said I was going to cry that I was like, I'm not going to do it, especially not to the next to the people I was next to, but. The cheeseburger, yeah, the cheeseburger me. line did. Yeah, get which, you? which that's that's which what line, that's what broke which me. line hit you in the feels the because or which moment made you cry or or feel the most? Because for me, I mean, when when Peter Park when they flipped the Infinity War and it was Peter Parker saying goodbye to Tony, mm. and I mean Tom Holland did such a good job. I think Jeremy Renner did an incredible job too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jeremy yeah. Renner acting was amazing. That was the first yeah, that, one that got I mean, me, but the one that got me the most was. When Pep comes over and she tells him, you can rest now. Yep, and earlier in the film, by the way, when he discovered time travel, she said to him, would you be able to rest? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And no, then the whole, yeah, Pepper Potts and Gwyneth Paltrow's role in this was so, you know, understatedly powerful, but good. Like, um, yeah, her, the seeing the proof that Tony Stark has a heart thing. Oh, uh, that's, that's great. Yeah. Memorial, the cheeseburger's like, line, me. though. That cheeseburger's line yeah. from and John was, Favreau. Mm. When yeah, he looks at her, just and having says, John Favreau up there and seeing that was just again such a deep cut. Yeah, mm-hmm. as, like saying goodbye <laughs> to the thing that he started. Like, yeah, I mean, there's just all of that. Um, Whatever yeah, happened to Lady Sif? Family stuff, like the family stuff. Like I always say, like family stuff now gets me because you know, yep. having a family. Yep. So like the Hawkeye thing in the beginning, mm-hmm. like really messed that with me. Yeah. Um, unexpectedly, the Ant Man coming back and five years later and seeing his daughter thing. Like, oh, really Paul Rudd did a great job in that scene like, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, they all, the all, they all act like I feel like this was so many people's best performances. Oh yeah, I, and yeah. that's the thing. Like this, in some ways, I think Infinity War was for the fans, but I think Endgame, in a lot of ways, was for the actors and especially the longtime MCU mm-hmm. actors because they they each got to do something that was especially Jeremy really Ryan. powerful, dramatically, and like real character work. Yeah. They were like. Okay, you've played around in tights and suits for a while. <laughs> Here's some real, like, dramatic work you can do. I remember wondering, it was, like, even, it was even like that, Even I mean, just even when you look at the filmmaking, it was so, the shots were incredibly intimate in yeah. just being, yeah. it's just up close and, and personal, and it just gave you that that yeah. sort of extra sense of, like, oh, there's there's some real, they're real. And they didn't get moments in Infinity War because it was no. a Thanos movie, and this movie hardly had Thanos in it, really. It had Thanos in what the one scene in the first act, and then yep. I can listen then, to Josh Brolin talk as Thanos all day. Yeah, I hope I I hope we see Thanos again in the MCU, uh, somewhere. I don't know how. I don't I care if it's a prequel, something. I mean, but I I think Thanos is such an interesting character. Yeah, I mean, there's all this. There, yeah, the whole permanence of death is always a big question in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What if I mean I think there's a cool opportunity to go back in time where you need Thanos to help the Avengers. Yeah, I mean there. I mean there is all of that. Yeah, on the table, they, but I mean, they've done it. Let's say that because we're getting into yeah. like what we should see in Phase Four. I want to say one of my favorite moments, though. Yeah, go ahead. The when I thought Captain America was going to say, "Before we get started, does anybody want to get oh, out?" Oh, in the elevator, uh, and he team. says, "Hail Hydra." <laughs> yeah, I I lost it. I was like, "Oh my god, that was genius!" This, this shot of him walking out and just like the looks yeah, on everyone's face on the elevator was yep. priceless. Yep. Yeah. No, oh, I mean, so that good. was something like where everybody in my theater like got up on the yeah. edge of their seat when the <laughs> elevator opens and he walks in and everybody starts putting together like this is the because well, we all saw scene. Yeah. we've seen this scene. It's uh, one of the best action yeah. sequences in the entire. And MCU. like, "It's gonna go down. It's gonna go down." 
down and then like when he's just like hail hydra because you thought he was gonna say like yeah does anybody want to get off before we begin and it's just yeah. like hail hydra and, and Paul Rudd's line like, before that, like, they kind of look like bad guys. Like, yeah. he's, oh. he's looking at them. It's fantastic. Uh, oh, man. That is uh, when they're coming to collect everything. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's a lot of, I mean, one of the best things I thought about the movie was the all the intercool parts, like, mm-hmm. that they kind of fit in. Mm-hmm. Showing you these other sides of, like, what was happening during these other yeah. movies that we never saw before. And they kind of yeah. broke the fourth wall a couple times, too. If you think of it, like, the Hulk says it's kind of gratuitous. But I'll do it. He takes his shirt off, and then he's like, ah. And then the same thing where they where they extended the scene from uh, they extended the scene from the Avengers when they caught Loki. Yep. And then Tony, 2012, Tony turns around and he's like, all right, guys. Well, if we're done posing, we can keep moving. And he like kind of mocks the fact that they all struck that pose mm-hmm. over Loki. I was like, that's interesting. That, like that they're going with this kind of self aware. Vibe. I mean, why not? It's fun. Yeah. Oh, no, it was I, great. It worked. I love the uh, the Hulk scene when he has to go down the stairs. That, <laughs> that I was part. so mad when he knocked over Tony Stark. And that the time was, was going so well. That was fantastic. I love the scene where Professor Hulk sees Dumb Hulk <laughs> smashing a car on a Chitari, and he's just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. It was just just like yeah. Watching these movies again will be different now. Exactly. It'll be a different experience uh-huh. watching the first Avenger, the first Avengers. Uh, Winter Soldier, Dark World, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy—they'll all be a different experience yeah. now. And the Russos have said that they've said like it'll be—I think it'll be interesting to go back and watch the older MCU movies through a different lens. And I think one of the things I also liked was the twist with how bringing past Thanos to the future and having that whole thing because that was kind of—it connected a lot of things that I think were like set up by Infinity War really well. Like when he tells Stark, like he's not the only one cursed with knowledge. I was wondering how that was going like, to pay off. I was you know, really I'm as wondering. smart as you. I can yeah. figure things out like you. And then, like my whole theater, just like that scene where he's with, and they figure out there's another nebula, and he starts putting all the pieces together. Everybody in my theater is just like, "Oh, sugar, honey, iced tea." Like, oh no, like, oh no. Well, I, but it's it gets to that I point too, so where it's like the, the whole like Thanos saying, "Like I am inevitable." Like. There were a number of points in that movie where you thought, oh, maybe he's right. Yeah. Like, I thought that was a very cool aspect of the character that played out really, really well in that. Like, Thanos is, is someone who has always been super confident. And no matter what happens, he will always kind of be super confident. Yeah. I really like that about that. All right. So we've, I mean, we're gushing over it. Let's get, stop being polite and start getting real. Like, uh... What are some things that you were disappointed in in the movie? Even if they're like, even I've, minor I've, I've got one. I've got one that just I can't wrap my head around. One pin particle brought Thanos' entire effing army to uh, <laughs> the, the freaking world, to the, to the future. Yeah, what they, how did they do that? <laughs> like, what? Yeah. They made, a, they made a huge deal about, like, we only have one left and it's only, you know, for us. Why don't they it just spread the it out? Entire effing army? I guess he can fit a lot on that ship. <laughs> right? I don't know, like, man. What? What the hell is that about? That's, uh, no, that's very true. I, I, also, I know where you got emotional. It was probably when you saw Captain Marvel's future haircut. Oh, the haircut! <laughs> oh, that I, I lost love my that. mind. Oh, that's I my mind because that. that's how it should be. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Captain that's Marvel was right, like, but like seriously, I said it in the office. I'm not going to shy away from saying it here. My biggest disappointment was seeing this made me. You can confirm when you see this that they shot this before Captain Marvel because the character, we were talking that when we reviewed Captain Marvel, we said mm-hmm. we, one of our big hopes was that in the Russo's hands, we could get some, you know, more from Carol than her own solo movie allowed us to get with its kind of and approach. We and we didn't. Mm-hmm. Like this movie, she felt kind of really shoehorned in. Like she didn't even feel shoehorned. Like that's my issue is that she's barely in the movie. She was a she, she was a plot. Yeah. She's in the movie she's for five Akina. minutes. Like yeah, like there's a big ship still in the sky. What are we gonna hits, do about that? As soon as the scene hits, where she goes. By the way, I'm gonna be gone for a very long time. Exposition note, right? I'm gonna be gone for like most of this movie. As soon as that scene happened, I went, oh great. Like, she's not going to come in until the final act. And lo and behold, it's the final act. And I mean, she finally not, comes in. I'm not mad that she was barely in the movie. I think it's it, she was too new. And like we were saying earlier, this gave so many of the original characters such a great role. But They made such I an th- important part, though. 
of building her up and then to yeah. only but make her literally do she does think about how big of a role Black Panther had in Infinity War that's true and he had he wasn't a huge role it was it was all the same time so it wasn't it wasn't in the he beginning and the end he got more I feel like his thing made more of an impact than her. No. his world did yeah, his world no, did. That's the problem. Yes. That's it's the problem. His, yeah. Infinity War army. needed yeah, his, Infinity like, War yeah. needed Wakanda. Wakanda and Black Whereas, Panther felt very present. Like Captain yeah. Marvel just is. Captain like, Marvel's story had no place here, though. Land in this movie. Yes, it did. Captain Marvel's yes, narrative. It did. The Captain Marvel movie had no relevance to Endgame. Besides, uh, it, I mean, it besides did losing in the, in the Captain Marvel movie, you learned that like she can take on big giant ships by. Just well, sure. No, I get. No, I agree. You, you learned her power set. Yeah. Her power set was learning the character. And there's no people way to work in the see, scrolls. People, there's no way to work in all her time with on all these different. How are we going to work it through? Do it was well, three hours but, long. But I mean, but they, but they, but they did give her some moments that. No, I'm saying that's that a choice that that's carried a, choice a bit of weight. Made. It's not that she doesn't fit. It's that the directors right. made a choice. Not yeah, but the movie her. was already three hours long. How that's, are we going to add scrolls? Else. Well, but Captain like, Marvel didn't even have a script when they shot Infinity. I know. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, and you can tell. that's and that thing you could tell. Yeah, and that's a problem to me because that was disappointing. Also, like, she's wearing you know, a different costume. I agree. I think her role was scene. the Philo Vell costume. About? The Philo Vell costume. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah, I, was, I, I was thought she was just that. very convenient for the movie. Yeah, she was just a plot device. It's a plot, than a and that's disappointing. Yeah, that's that not was, what that I was to my see. disappointment. Um, yeah. On, on um, the flip side, I my biggest disappointment was Black Widow. Yeah, that was another one. There's going to be a lot written about this whole Soul Stone. Thing, the fact that they just keep <laughs> dropping female characters off well, right, things into too. bloody ends at the bottom of it. I understand, like looking at it kind of objectively, right? Mm. Of all the characters that they had left to do something, like all the characters that were alive, like Black Widow is the only one who had, like, she didn't really have, you know, quote unquote family or mm -hmm. true ties. And so I see how they could have done that. Like, the only other possible character they could have done that with that doesn't have any, like, real ties anywhere else may have been Rhodey, but I think that's also a bad, you know, potentially a bad luck. You just maim Rhodey in every, you know, yeah, know, Avengers movie. And so it just, it just felt weird, especially to not have Black Widow in that mm -hmm. A-Force moment. Yeah. It felt, uh, I... And what I will say is, like, my impressions of the movie, I feel bad going after you guys, because, like, I really enjoyed it. I really liked it as a as a movie, but I'm not as high as other people. Uh, I feel like I feel like it. There's some parts here that I don't love. <laughs> like yeah, like I'm not as high on it as as other people. But um, I thought that I mean I know you love Hawkeye, and I know the family part was a big part. But that in that moment, I honestly thought if they're gonna go for a gut punch, yeah, you go for him, yep, because that. I would have been okay. That, I mean, I would have been okay with that. Yeah, and I don't. One if of the Hawkeye things, disappeared, if Hawkeye, if Hawkeye was a sacrificed, sacrificed himself. himself. Yeah, oh, I mean, oh, for oh. a minute they, they make you think yeah. that he. and that's a great sequence. Yeah. It's an awesome sequence. And then when it landed, I like Anissa noticed actually when we were in the theater that like that moment didn't resonate. Like no one in the in the audience. Oh, it it, it, yeah, it, it didn't it, resonate it did for me with I ours because they were like it did for me too. It it didn't. There was no oh my god or anything like that. It was like oh, it it landed with a thud because she. I feel she got jip. That's a jippy death. I think it was confusing in the fact that a lot. Some people may have thought that like oh she could potentially come back. Come back. Some of that I yeah, think people, is true because the soul stone's too confusing. Yeah. Like, I mean it. it, it all, I, I mean but, I don't. Um, I don't I mind it. the death. I'll just say I got it because I mean I was writing about this. We kind of right. wrote about will you know they how will they finish out Black mm -hmm. Widow and Hawkeye's arc. And their arc was always set up right. to be this doom thing because she basically was supposed to be dead. Mm -hmm. He gives her another life, so she gave him a life back to, yeah. you know, yeah. restore right. what like, and, and I get you, right? And you're right. It comes full circle from that scene where she gives the bit of background in Avengers 1 when she's talking to Loki. Like, it, like that's it. That, that I love the premise. I didn't like the execution. No. Yeah. I, think, I, I, think, I also thought it was weird to show the body. No, to. because it's if Gamora and now it was red blood, and now you have red blood and green blood. Yeah, that's well, true. And it's also the MCU it. if you don't show a body. Because like, it was history. It's, still alive. You know, it, it was a history so. they were actually kind of changing. I mean, so. it, yeah. I think in she, the moment it was hard to accept, like, oh, wow, she really is she really dead because they're trying to bring everybody back, so it felt like you didn't get the impact of her death. But also, I think it comes down to 
how long are these people going to play these parts? Like, they clearly they want to do this Hawkeye no, TV show. Fair. I think that factored into it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that the the narrative there, whether it's Robert Downey Jr., Scarlett Johansson, or Jeremy Renner, I think a part of it is okay. We have a Black Widow movie, but we don't have Scarlett Johansson forever, so she's probably done after the. That's probably why they're giving her the movie, so that it's like her. She can get the full. Marvel experience yeah. as an actress. That's pro- that really probably is what's happening. But here. when I see the movie, I shouldn't have to factor all that in. I should be able to go, <laughs> well, no. that character died because of this and this and this. I shouldn't have to worry about their contracts. That's not why I go to a movie. I'm I'm okay with Black Widow's death. They don't get paid from them. Mainstream audiences don't care either. Like they're going. I mean, and it also makes more sense for her to die than Hawkeye. Like she, what? Yeah, I mean, her family is. He has. He's trying to see his family. Right. But she that doesn't owed mean I him have to a like life. It. That was yeah. her whole it can, ledger thing. It makes perfect paid. sense. I'm not critiquing the Russos as going, this point fits better into this point. Yeah. I'm saying, as a movie, it doesn't work as well as if Hawkeye had been the one because it doesn't get as much emotional. It doesn't resonate right. as much. But if Hawkeye died, it would have been stupid because the whole point was for Hawkeye to reunite with his family. Right. And, what, and how much more devastating would that have been if he... That would have just been stupid. How is it stupid? Tony died too, and he just had a family, and yeah. that's okay. Why is that okay, and one's the other is not? Tony had to do it to save everyone, and he would have done the same thing. He literally, if it had been, he Obviously, wants to sacrifice himself. The Soul Stone thing is going to be splitting. <laughs> it's the same All thing. You just like one more Infinity than the other. War, so we're just going to put a plug in that. Uh, no, I like. Yeah, I like Iron about, Man. I don't see how that's different. Uh, just, it's going to be a debate. Let's not let's not get it down the rabbit hole you here. Let's talk a little bit about Phase Four because there is a lot in this movie that we should talk about in kind of setting up Phase Four. First of all, let's talk about the big thing: the time jump. You know, we have a major time jump in the MCU to five years from now, which is kind of a big deal because. They also bring, I mean, just the time travel, metaphysical mechanics of this, they bring everybody back from the snap five years later. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So half the world has been alive in this nightmare for five years, and half the world is just back like, what the hell happened, and has to adjust to the fact that five years have gone by. Which instantly, when I came out, I was like, damn, Marvel, you're good. Like, that's great. That instantly yeah. made me more interested in the title of Spider Man Far From Home. I was like, now that title takes on like potentially like much deeper meanings. Those trailers have a whole different feel now. Oh, that was a good, and that's when I got unexpectedly emotional was seeing Peter Parker and Ned see each other in the hallway <laughs> and try to do their phys- like their whole handshake sequence again. Like that whole thing, like. But like, when is that? Emotions. When is that? What, what do you mean? When is that? I mean, they don't explain it. But, I mean, but when? Know. Like, I I don't understand how. Because it's five years later. If it's five years later. Why are they? Why are all the same people still in high school? Right. It's a good question. Because yeah, I mean, did do we know if Ned got dusted or not? I mean, if if the I I, I the argument don't. is if Ned, all of don't. him and his friends got dusted, then they still have to finish high school even if it's five years later because yeah. they're the same age. Yeah. But that means all of them, the entire cast of Far From Home, is got dusted, and now they're back and they're back in high school because none of them. And they might. And grew this up. is why I'm interested now. This is the trick that now hooks you about Spider-Man: Far From Home because. Yeah, maybe all the classmates, the main characters got dusted, but maybe there aren't. There are other people they're going to come in yeah. contact with who are further along in life and completely gone, and they may have to deal with the fact that they were gone for five years and the world has like moved on and changed. That might be part of the storyline. I mean, it almost has to be at this point, and it'll be interesting to see. Do we know if Happy was dusted? I don't, I don't, I don't know for sure. I don't think he was. I can't remember. And these are like, know. yeah, and this is all. Because everybody of, who, it seems like everybody who is in Far From Home that we know of, like Maria Hill, Nick Fury, Spider-Man, all those people were dusted. Well, I don't know if Happy Hogan was, but. Did I he mean, get a poster? I can't remember if he got a, one of those great Oh, yeah, he did get one, but I don't know. if it, it was in black and white, wasn't it? Happy's poster? Was it black and white or color? I don't know. I can't remember. remember. I can't remember. I saw John Watts at the um, premiere and I, immediately after the movie ended, and I was like, whew, good luck following that one. And he was like, I he was in don't color. know what to do. Was color? So <laughs> he was Hogan alive. was not dusted. He was no. not dusted. Okay. Okay, yeah. so he would be older than everybody in Far From Home. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be, I mean, this whole kind of future of the MCU is kind of going to be crazy. 
to kind of figure out. And I can't wait to start <laughs> Kevin Feige. He's either going to be in a bunker for a little bit. But the five-year thing is interesting because I was thinking about it and, you know, you have sequels that will deal with, you know, these heroes coming back five years mm-hmm. later, like what happens in Wakanda and with Doctor Strange and all that. What's Baron Mordo been up to <clears throat> if he's not dusted for five years? But you really don't have to start dealing with this in the five years in the new present until pretty much closer into the 2020s, with the, given the films that we know are kind of coming down the pike. Things like Shang-Chi or yeah. The Eternals are, could be set within the five years that you know people are gone if these things happen. Or they're not really relevant to the time so much as the franchises we know. Be cool if the Black Widow movie is set in those five years. I mean, that could be really cool mm-hmm. too. Something she did, and if it's set like that or a prequel, like yeah, um, that. But they, they don't need to kind of necessarily immediately start picking up that thing. The only film that will will be Far From Home, really immediately kind of dealing with that, and then we could take detours before we have to start. So, so you're saying Far From Home is going to be the Iron Man three. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. And then I'm wondering how much Phase 4 in general, like, Phase 4 could be all Fallout from Endgame. Exactly. Every movie could be. I mean, you could do Shang-Chi and the Eternals just at different times, but if they want to, like, I mean, there are, I guess, plot holes that need explaining and that are going to change things. So, I mean, and also just the aftermath of Endgame and the, the aftermath of, like, the world now doesn't have Tony Stark or Captain America. Yeah, those they don't have Steve Rogers, Captain America. So by the way, we missed one of the coolest moments. What is when he gives the shield to Sam? To Sam, yeah, that's amazing. I cannot wait. I want to know. I would like to know why they like how they explain why Bucky was like, yeah, you go. Because shouldn't wouldn't Bucky like? I took it that Bucky when he said goodbye to Bucky before he got on the platform. Bucky knew. Bucky knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he knew exactly. I mean, and that's the. It was a deep cut. Bucky knows what Steve wants like more than anything. In the world, and Sam's gonna need support because that's how they started. Remember, like he was at the dance; he had two girls, and like that whole scene that plays out in the Mm -hmm. first Avenger. So he knew what he, you know. And Sam's gonna need someone as a as a as a rock while he does this because this is gonna be a completely different experience for him. Yeah, if it's anything like the books, which is awesome. I was a big fan of the Falcon Captain America days. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, one thing I want to know first of all. I think Kevin Feige is a genius for for allowing these actors to kind of put more of their mold in the character. Like, I just love that they just are like so want to keep Chris Chris Hemsworth around. They're like, you want to get weird with Thor, man? Get weird with Thor. Just like get weird with Thor. And that like, was one of my biggest turnoffs for the movie. I thought the Thor stuff, the, the funny Thor stuff. I mean, I'm not. A, I'm. I mean, I li- I'm one of those people who likes Ragnarok, but I am like at the bottom of the totem pole in terms of how much they like it. I thought it was too funny. It's just the stakes didn't feel there. So I thought when you bring in the scene with Thor in New Asgard and he's super fat and I, like, I mean it was funny, but it was also like, all right, we have like a lot going on here. I, I don't care for all these jokes right now. It's a weird the Fortnite jokes, the It's like, a, it's a weird thing to kind of play with, right? Because clearly Thor is depressed. Yeah. And I it's a it's a really kind of fine line to tread into Austin Powers territory with him. Yeah, but all but at the same like here is someone who is just racked he's he is racked with guilt, right? And uh to have and you know every his environment, the situation, him getting fat, all that stuff is, is like those are just like clear-cut signs of just like of depression. Like yeah. and so to for them to like kind of joke about it is like uh I feel like we should this should be a little bit more serious, but given what they've done with the character, it kind of makes sense. And then, you know, yeah. he, he finally comes around after, you know, seeing his mom. And then when he, you know, walks out with him and Iron Man and Cap when they're about to go. You know what I was happy about, though? That they didn't immediately. Like uh, when he got his lightning and thinned him up and like he. Yeah, I didn't, like, I didn't want that. I love that he literally is battling it and, it, and it braided it. They beard. braided it. Someone said that next <laughs> to me. Uh, also, everyone booed at the Fortnite joke. Did you? Anyone else get that no, in their audience? No, as no. soon as that hit, everyone was like, "Boo!" Were, and I was well, like, Fortnite Whoa. stuff was about a People year too late." People were just freaking late. out about Korg and Meek in my. I was losing my mind with Korg. 
Um, so like, yeah, the dab but, joke and the Fortnite jokes were both like a year too late. Hmm. Yeah, but like the uh, just Thor kind of. I want to know. Is Thor going to be in Guardians Three? Is like, as Guardians like, of the Galaxy? Yeah. Like, <laughs> is is that happening? I mean, that would be a pretty cool. I would twist. love. It. I would love to see Thor in James Gunn's hands. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, and like him competing with like Peter Quill to get her body. <laughs> that scene was stuff. great. Like yeah. Like if you great. give me a movie that has a bunch of those types of scenes, mm. I'm I'm down for it. It'd be really. I like. I'm really interested to see. Is this Gamora? Always the Gamora that was always part of the plan, like with that whole like, are are we doing Guardians three? Are we mm-hmm. not doing Guardians three? I mean, James Gunn was still listed as she a, wasn't a, on the producer. ship at the end of the movie, huh? Gamora wasn't? wasn't on the ship. No, well, no, right? But I mean, but, but they're looking, but they're yeah. but they're looking yeah. for her. I mean, you saw Peter like search for spots. Yeah. yeah, and so um, like, is that going to be a, like a factor in Guardians three? When was that always the plan? Yeah, I'd be interested to know that. Yeah. How annoying yeah. must that be if you're James Gunn, that you have to like base your movie on someone else's? But but, but he doesn't. But I mean, Gunn is listed as a as an exec producer. He was ah, well, yeah, he, I know. he was had a huge part in the he story knew, for Infinity right? War, yeah. so he had to know. I mean, well, I'm sure he knew. This, I mean, this is just consolidating. I mean, a cosmic universe that has been Thor bent, Thor Ragnarok bent towards a ga- uh, a Guardians mold. Mm-hmm, so right. this kind of makes sense, and people love the Thor like rocket. Group kind of I, I just, like the you thing they get Hulk is too? how does it how does it fit into sort of the grand guardian story yeah. that James Gunn is trying to tell? Do they get the Hulk is, too? Huh? You think they take the Hulk too? No, I think the I uh, one smart Hulk is my favorite Hulk. MVP but I think they of the movie. Yeah, that was like, that was one Hulk. of the best I think Hulk surprises. Like yeah, the whole Professor Hulk. Yeah, thing I think great. Hawkeye gets MVP. Because he finally mattered. Well, yeah. I mean, as much as I love Hawkeye, so you get a participation I think, award, but you I think get Hulk, MVP. But like, it's it's one of those things where you, I love how they went to show that yeah, Bruce Banner is still very smart, but he's not that smart. He's awesome. I, I absolutely still kind of clumsy. This is out of my like his whole thing. Like this is out of my field. Like I don't do this. I'm really smart and like even just like the scene in the restaurant. And oh, where he's the, taking the selfie and he's yeah. like, "Do you want it? Do you, do you want one?" They don't know me. <laughs> like that whole. See, also I I got a phone. Uh, Ant Man was. I agree with you though. Ant Man was supremely like. He's one of the. Best parts yeah, of this was, movie. Yeah, it was really good. They they put him on a pedestal and it was nice. Yeah, no, it was. It was nice to see. Paul Rudd kept up promise. with everybody too. Yeah, mm-hmm. the promise of like who wasn't featured in Infinity War as much would be like heavily mm-hmm. featured in this film was really fulfilled. Um, I think this was the first time I didn't see Paul Rudd and I actually saw like Scott Lang and Ant Man mm-hmm. the whole time. I I tell you what, I thought uh, Tilda Swinton's The Ancient One got way more like personality and characterization in the. Three minutes right? total yeah. screen than she yes. did for all of Doctor Strange. Yeah. yeah also, it was... made Anissa want to go watch Doctor Strange. Yeah. I mean, they got every film. They could. They made you want to go back and watch just about every film, even the Dark World. <laughs> even like, the Dark World. Yeah. Is oh. what he's describing. The when Aether. He's... Yeah. <laughs> that's a great. That's a great. And his Lebowski cast in costume. His... Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. No. I mean, like, yeah. So many just deep cuts. So many ways to just pay off the Marvel Cinematic Universe and... So what do you think Hulk's future is? I don't know. That's a big... I, don't, I think Hulk's future will yeah. be at what it's always been. Like, supporting mm-hmm. slash yeah. side main character. So where do you think we see him again? I don't know. Exactly. I, I honestly don't know. I mean, it doesn't make sense. I mean, of the movies that we think are in production, She-Hulk? Eternals uh, and Black Widow, I don't... I don't think they fit unless Black Widow takes place in that five-year gap, right? Like... I don't, yeah, they got to make another like they got to make another movie and essentially do a Thor Ragnarok type mix. But I think, but like, I kind of think it's okay to put Hulk on a shelf for a little while. Yeah. And then that way, the I mean, next time, arm, and right? Kind of man. And that way, the next time you see him, you but, get a bit more impact. But I agree, I love Smart. He's my favorite Hulk. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, he's brilliant. the best Hulk. He's brilliant. Yeah, that was really good. Mark Ruffalo has really just taken this role and just. <laughs> It's really so made it his own. And they teased that. They said that this would be like the most Ruffalo Hulk we got, and it very much was, and it really, really worked. And it was like really, yeah, I enjoyed that a lot. I enjoyed that a lot. What about uh, that uh, Game of Thrones-style battle when Captain America did his Battle of the Bastards stand <laughs> against the whole Thanos army? Man, uh, that, that 
shot, I mean, that is like was the money shot. You talk about the event. Started walking towards Thanos. Yeah. And then like the portals open up and mm, everybody oh starts God. jumping out. Dude, and then even like and uh Giant Man just like popping up out of the Hulk in his hand. I was like the war machine armor, that war machine armor at yeah, the end of the movie. Where the hell did that come from? I don't know. <laughs> I was like, wait, did they just have like a spare? Wait, oh my God, this made me, and I can't believe I'm blaking on this. I'm still like processing so much. The one thing I do not like, and I think is a major plot hole for me, is after everything everybody saw in Infinity War, I get it why Hulk had to do a snap to bring everybody back. That was necessary. Mm-hmm. I don't get why you Tony Stark had to kill himself with a snap as opposed to just using the individual powers of the Infinity Gauntlet to take out a whole army. Uh, I, I, I could see it as just a quick desperation move. I don't think... like He was already in rough shape. The power... like he was. I don't think he would have survived using the Gauntlet to blast away everyone. And the only way that he was going to be able to just... End it, and Doctor Strange told him there's only one way. Right, yeah. and that's the thing. Like, I, like, I mean, you saw what it did to, to Thanos. You saw what it did to Hulk. There's, no, I mean, they couldn't beat Thanos. They couldn't like Captain Marvel couldn't beat Thanos. And granted, it, I was like, wait, why are y'all going at him one at a time right now? Because it was Cap, right? then it was Thor, yeah. then it was Captain Marvel, and then it was Iron Man. And I was like, if y'all would have just gone at the same time, would have been much different. But when he, yo, he throws Cap really, off of Star punches back Cap on in the, the head. Field. Oh! But he he tosses Cap off of him and punches him in the head, and you're like, "Well, Cap's not coming back to this fight." Then Thor beats Thor, throws Captain Marvel, and I was like, "Wait, hold on! All he did was throw her, and then she comes back." And I was like, "Oh, okay, she's the." I thought she was there to say, but I want to know, and I this I have a cool theory I want to just throw out there. Uh, Thanos's sword was able to destroy Mm -hmm. Captain America's shield, which was made of vibranium, the strongest. Most unbreakable thing in the world, in the universe, basically. So, in the MCU, in the MCU, mm-hmm. right. what if Thanos' sword is made of adamantium and we break it down and put it in Wolverine one day? Oh, that'd be cool. It's a cool cut, yeah. And here we go. <laughs> and here we go. But that's a good point. Speaking of Wolverine, I mean, like we were saying about the time and the time jump, the reason I was bringing that up is now it doesn't seem so crazy when Kevin Feige's saying things like, a five-year plan until we get to X-Men. Like you said, there's so much we have to do with just the fallout of Endgame, mm-hmm. things that possibly happened in those five years, all this stuff to clean up before... There has to be an active, entire phase. Yeah, before yeah. things actively start moving forwards and you possibly begin to find out that not everything is But I think that's, that's what gi- that, that is what something that will give the MCU continued life, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and they will do... A bunch of the you know a bunch of just clean up stuff and then boom we're like Marvel Disney doing the X Men is gonna just kick off a whole nother thing and then there's still the Fantastic Four that yep. they can fit in I don't they, think at, at any point in time that they'll ever get as big of a movie as this one I mean maybe more characters I mean, until somehow. they do Avengers vs X Men but yeah yeah but it's like yeah. it's but I think that without Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans and Hugh Jackman that movie just the title is very exciting but it doesn't get you what you want. I think, though, one of the most exciting things, and I don't think it can lead to endgame level of hype again anytime. Maybe it'll take another 10 years, but I don't think we could get this big again with Marvel. I could. I hope I'm wrong, but um, I really hope that since they see that this format works, that this shared universe building towards a big event works, they have their next endgame in mind. So, And when I say that, I mean like the, if they knew they were going to time travel to these movies back when they made these movies, they would have put little subtle things in these movies. Yeah. And their time travel rules would have worked better. And, like, if if the Avengers, after they caught Loki, said, oh, I heard something over there. And, like, you didn't know what it was, and then now it turns out it was Iron Man walking through the same scene or or just anything like that. Or even Gamora's little knife that she had in the first movie that Thanos gave to her that we didn't see in the first two Guardians movies. Now that they know this works and they're going to start building towards things, I hope that they start planting those seeds in all of the next 25 movies I agree. until yeah. the next Endgame. And that way, it all works. It all pays off even more. Yeah. So basically, you're saying after conquering the entertainment industry and making landmark new uh, bars for what blockbuster films can do, 
You want Kevin Feige's job to get even harder. Yes. And have to plan this even deeper. Dude, he took Iron Man from me. You know what? Screw that guy. Like, yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree with you on that. Oh, man. So. Can we talk about Ty Simpkins at the end? What the hell is that about? Yeah. What are you guys talking about? I think think we heard his voice earlier in the movie. So, okay, so Ty Simpkins, who played uh, Harley, who's the kid from Iron Man 3, shows up at the funeral. funeral. Oh, he was a random kid. He was the random kid. He was the awkwardly older kid who I was like, who the hell is that? That was was (laughs) Harley. Um, I think we heard his voice, or I think when Tony got knocked out at one point, um, I I think it was right when Avengers HQ fell down. Uh, You hear like a, wake up, boss, and it's like... Really quickly, it sounds like it's Friday, but I'm pretty sure that it was Ty Simpkins' voice telling Tony to wake up. Like, I think Tony's just, I don't know, motivated by saving the kids, man. I don't know, man. That's a good, I mean, this is what leads into another big question. Like, we know the Hawkeye series is probably coming and might wrap up that character. We know Bucky and Falcon are probably doing a series together. None of these are hard confirmed or Mm -hmm. somewhat confirmed or whatever. But, like, yeah, like the Captain America franchise, is that done now? Is there something we're going to transition into? Iron Man, or, I mean, we heard rumors that Marvel was considering something like an Ironheart movie. Like, mm-hmm. what happens next with all of those things? Well, I, I think you can characters. start going down the road. And then we talked about this, uh, I think, a couple of weeks ago or not, but the idea of legacy in the Marvel Universe yeah. and how, like, it, we're, I think we're just now starting to see those seeds just start to germinate a bit. I mean, theoretically, uh, you know, the Kate Bishop series is, could set her up. We now know, you know, Cassie Lang is older. Yeah. Uh, and it's, they purposely uh, cast somebody and, right. you know, uh, but I think final shot of her with Ant-Man and Wasp. There's a good chance that Harley could be the, the next Iron Man. I miss Iron cute Man, little Cassie Lang, though. Iron Man type character. And, I mean, Sam's going to be take Cap- over as yeah. Right, Sam will take also, over that Cap. gives you a Winter Soldier-esque, like, being able to put... Bucky in it, you can put another Marvel hero, yeah. throw them in the mix. It gives you right. another point. And you're watching this now. You know, it's it's because gonna be these a are, very different spin on Cap, and that's great. But I think it was like, but these are all people who have grown or who have yeah. grown up in a world where the Avengers exist and have close you know, have ties obviously to Avengers and whatnot. Like that's a thing that gets me immensely excited about like the future of the MCU is just like we're now finally starting to see w- the people that have lived in this world, what that effect has. Yeah. And I think for us as, you know, just fans who have sort of grown up in this world, it just makes the most, it makes the most yeah. sense. Kamala That's Khan's going to be next up to play too at some, in the next. Yeah. So you see, you think we're getting a young Avengers in the next phase? I think, well, I think we're working towards a young Avengers, which I'd be totally fine with. All right. Well, I think mm-hmm. that's about it. If anybody else has Also, I would up. like to add just a thing, because I feel like, I came off extremely negative <laughs> in this podcast. I'm really not. Like, I really enjoyed it. I was just, I feel like I went after you two, and I felt like I just had to kind We're of still fill, fill a void. Fill a void. But as far, like, I really enjoyed this movie. I just. Matthew Aguilar is much prob- more peppery. It probably sits in my. Ooh, rankings. Oh, boy. It Here sits. Like, it's not in my top five, and it might not be in my top ten. Okay, here's one I did want to end with. Let's go around. That's, that's wow. wow. Let's, that, you just set it up. So, I mean, I think I know your answer. Now that we have both halves of this complete, you know, Infinity Saga, which one did you like better? Did you like Endgame better, or did you like Infinity War better? Let's start with you, Jim. Such different movies. Yeah. yeah really Still, are. the question's going to come up. Let's get to it. Endgame is going to be the one I, I probably watch. Over and over. I don't know, man. Infinity War's rewatchability is mm. like it's like no four because you can because you, you get everything that you need from Infinity War in Endgame. I I, I kind of agree, agree with that. I feel like I don't need to re like I didn't feel like I needed to rewatch Infinity War to get it all. I feel like I need to rewatch Endgame to pick up all the little uh, things. I no, Endgame tells way. you that, that Thanos beat their butts and Infinity yeah. War. You mean? Infinity War. Endgame says, but Endgame tells you oh, yeah. everything you need to know about Infinity War. Yeah, but also fairly War well. Weighs different characters and has different stuff. I want to watch that final battle I scene think, over and over. And I don't over. know, man. Return Infinity of the War King's jumps from like four Rings, really so. interesting four story threads to the next. Like yeah. it just goes story like Thor story with Rocket and Groot and just all the different. I don't know which ones more rewatchable. I mean, I like and, I like all those bits from Infinity War, but I think as a, a movie that I will probably like if given the chance and they're sitting side by side. I and it's not. I don't think that's recency bias for me either. I only watched Infinity War again 
before having to go see. I actually said Infinity War last night when I came out of Endgame, but interestingly enough, I woke up, and now I'm not so sure. Like, I'm actually not sure. I have to see Endgame again to really kind of nail it down, but I'm not so sure. Like, Endgame is a fun experience, but I think there's a lot that I've rewatched Infinity War, like, you know, more than a couple times, and there's a lot I like in that movie. Just so many of the character interactions I love in that movie that you get more of, where this one is like, there is a bit more of a slower burn build up to like the first act and seeing what happened to everybody after the five year jump and stuff. And those are parts I could see myself fast forwarding past in the future. Whereas Infinity Wars pretty much start to finish just like boop, 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 boop. Yeah, the first 45 minutes of Endgame I feel like are kind of skippable after you watch them once. Uh, Yeah. There's great moments, but I agree. Yeah. Like I, it it was a little. It was necessary. But it was, it was a lot. Mm -hmm. It was was just to give the actors time each to stretch and really work some scenes and do some stuff like and I get that. But like, yeah, I mean, yeah, still, I think my favorite line out of both films is still the uh, (laughs) Drax and Mantis line. You know, what do we do? We take kick names and take ass. (laughs) (laughs) And then Tony Stark's just like Robert Downey Jr.'s reaction after that is amazing. Yeah. And just like moments like that. We're not going to get any more Robert Downey Jr. reactions. I don't think that's saying, I think that's the thing I'm dealing with now is like, it hasn't like really sunk in. We're not going to get any more. Chris Evans is probably gone. And Robert Downey Jr.'s is dead. Like Iron Man is really dead. Oh man, and that last line that he gets, well, I am Iron Man, just taking it mm. all back. Like I thought when I first saw it, I, when he said, and I am, and I was like, tired of you, say tired of you or something, <laughs> don't die. And he goes, Iron Man, and I was like, oh God. And then they don't show him for the next like minute and a half. And I was like, yo, where's my boy at? I'm not the where's biggest. Tony? I've never been like the biggest uh, Gwyneth Paltrow Pepper Potts fans, but I, I will admit, like that scene between. No, they yeah. gave her really As he's, you know, like she when she just says like you can rest now and all we'll that. We'll be stuff. okay. Oh. Like that's yeah. cru- oh. that was crushing. Yeah. I didn't cry, but that was crushing. Yeah, like, was, they they gave her we... really good work to do in this movie. This is a bit of a uh, when they fought back to back. Yeah, oh, that, that was yeah. awesome. Yeah. This is this is a bit of a, a tangent, but I wanted to sort of go back to something Brandon had said at the very beginning about the first argument between Tony and Cap. Do we think that was altered, or do we think that Tony or that Robert Downey Jr. really got that gaunt? No, that was I thought I. So when we it saw the, or, uh, or he got no. When we saw the footage uh, on the Disney lot, uh-huh. they showed us the space scene where he was very skinny, which it didn't look like that in the trailer. And so we talked to the Russo brothers afterwards, and we were just asking how they did it. It was very similar technology to what they did oh, in the okay. first Avenger, uh, where they had a different body skinny. and they, yeah. like, and they had I guess they did different digital stuff to his face, and they were just yeah. saying how the technology has evolved and it makes it much easier to do now. And that's what they did was they it looked really good. It, it yeah. did, and I was like, it was totally yeah. believable. And, uh, yeah, and Downey I wouldn't have put it past skinny. Robert Downey Jr. to maybe do that, but I was like, he didn't do that, no. Ooh. But yeah, no, it looked great. That was an intense scene, yeah. But all right, that seems like a weird enough place to just uh, wrap (laughs) this up and leave it all there. If you want to talk about Avengers Endgame spoilers with us, you can find us at the hashtag Comic Book Nation. If you are just tuning in for the first time, ride with us because the show is good and we do it (laughs) Wednesdays and Fridays. And uh, yeah, you can find new episodes on comicbook.com. We have an RSS feed that you can subscribe to. You can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. And you can find us individually online. You can get uh, uh, find me at Kofi Outlaw. You can find me at Matt Aguilar CB. And you can find me at Brandon Davis BD. And uh, you yeah. can't find Jim Biscardi. You can find Jim Biscardi at Jim Biscardi. At Vid- <laughs> <laughs> and here we go. Like I said in our last episode, we were living in one universe before we saw Avengers Endgame, and now we're living in a, another universe after we've seen it. So I love how we thought we weren't going to like talk about Avengers Endgame much longer after this, but we're probably going to be talking about Avengers yeah, Endgame. There's yeah, there's going to be a lot of stuff much that comes back up. This. And we're not even through the weekend yet because, people, Game of Thrones is coming up in the Battle of Winterfell. When we come back for our next episode, we're going to be equally as scarred by the Battle of Winterfell and trying to deal with all that. So uh, Love you, 3000. Yeah, go to your happy place. Everybody go to your happy place for a while. This is Comic Book Nation, signing off. Deuces.